Hey friends, welcome to Girls' Night. I'm Stephanie Mae Wilson, and I am so happy that you're here. Each week, I have a girlfriend over, and we talk through one of the biggest questions we have about our lives as women. We're talking about friendships and faith and relationships and self-confidence, about our calling in life and how to live every bit of our lives to the absolute full. Life is so much better and easier and absolutely more fun when we navigate it together as girlfriends, and I cannot wait to get started. In today's episode, I have two friends here with me, actually, and they both happen to be named Mackenzie. I'm chatting with Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker today, the founders of Delight Ministries. Delight is a nationwide ministry that invites college women into Christ-centered community that fosters vulnerability and transforms stories. Yes, and amen to that, right? Guys, I am such a fan of Delight, and I am so excited for y'all to get to hear from the amazing Mackenzies behind it. In our conversation, we're going to be talking about how to grow deeper in your faith and how to find and really connect with a community of women. They'll also be telling us the backstory of how they started Delight Ministries and sharing with us encouragement and tips they've learned along the way for those of us who are dreaming about starting something too. I am so excited to share our conversation with you. The other reason I'm so excited about this episode is because in it, I got to have the McKinsey's weigh in on a question I'm asked all the time. I consistently get questions from my readers and listeners about how to keep your faith strong in college. And my gosh, I totally get it. College is hard and keeping your faith strong in college, even harder. But I'm so happy we got to hear from the McKenzie's on the subject because to tell you the truth, I don't really have a great answer to that question. I had almost graduated college by the time I became a Christian. I walked through most of my college career without Jesus. So while I'm totally familiar with tons of the struggles of being in college, trying to keep your faith strong in the midst of them just wasn't something I was trying to do. So I'm really happy to get to hear their thoughts on the subject. But I would also really love to share my story with you, the story of how God got my attention as I was finishing up my time in college. He did it in a big way and transformed me and my life completely. I tell that full story in my book, The Lipstick Gospel, and if you haven't had a chance to read it yet, I would love to send a copy your way. The Lipstick Gospel is the story of the worst breakup I've ever been through and how God put my heart back together from it. It's a travel memoir, a story of transformation and hope and redemption, and if you're going through a breakup right now, or if you could use some encouragement in your faith, or if you want to get closer to God but don't know how, or if you're struggling saying yes to the plans God has for your life, or if you're feeling shame about some past mistakes, or gosh, a million other things, I would really just love to share this book with you. You can either download a copy of the book for free, yay for free books, right? Or if you're a paperback girl like me, we have those too. You can pick up both of them in my shop. It's smaywilsonshop.com or through the link in my Instagram profile. I'm at smaywilson over on Instagram. The other thing is, if you've already read The Lipstick Gospel, which I know lots of you have, I wanted to make sure to tell you that we have two new books to go along with it. This last summer, I came out with The Lipstick Gospel Prayer Journal and The Lipstick Gospel Devotional. They're tools and resources to help you walk towards a more fulfilling relationship with God, with your life, and with yourself, and you can find those in the shop as well. Now, without any further ado, here's my conversation with the McKinsey's. Okay, you guys, I'm so, so, so excited for what we have today. So this is a new girls' night because normally I have one friend here, there are three of us. This is amazing. <laughs> um, and I'm sitting here with two friends named Mackenzie, which is like extra confusing. Um, you guys go by Mac and Ken's. Yes. And that just kind of clears things up, right? Yes. Yes. We, we hope. We hope. Yeah. Sometimes it clears things up. Sometimes it makes it more confusing. Yeah. <laughs> that's the tough thing. Yeah. That's the tough thing about having a best friend and also like a business partner with the same name, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, okay. So you guys, I'm sitting here with the founders of Delight Ministries, which makes me so happy because I am such a huge Delight fan. Um, you guys, before we kind of jump into anything, can you tell us, introduce yourselves, but also 
a quick, and we'll talk about this a ton, but just a quick snapshot of Delight so that the girls can kind of catch up and, and know who you are. So, yes. Mac, first. <laughs> okay. I'm Mac, Mackenzie, Mac, whatever you want to call me. Um, and yes, Kenz and I are the co-founders of Delight. And so Delight is a college women's ministry. Um, we have chapters uh, at about 100 campuses across the country. And it's really just like a women's ministry centered on the idea of building super solid Christ-centered community um, that fosters vulnerability and transforms stories. So it's really a cool place where you can come in college to grow in your faith and to meet other amazing girls who are following the Lord and um, just have the chance to share your story and be vulnerable together. Um, And so my role at Delight is um, I'm over all of our creative, our curriculum, um, marketing, storytelling, all of those things. So I get to uh, basically talk to a lot of different girls and hear their stories and hear how God's moving in their life and then um, kind of edit and piece that together and then come up with creative, fun ways just to spread Delight all over the country. That's the best. Yes. I love that. Okay, Ken. So fun. I'm Ken's Baker, another co-founder of Delight, and I'm actually the relationship director, so I'm um, in charge of all of our startup chapters, so I walk them through the process of starting a Delight on their campus and helping build leadership in their lives and on their university, and then also I'm in charge of the regional director program that's actually pretty new to Delight. We have five regional directors who oversee all of our like chapters across the country and so I basically oversee them that's awesome yeah Yeah. I love (laughs) it um so I'm so excited to have you guys here we okay remind me how how did we get connected I don't, I don't know. Do you guys yes. remember? Yes. I actually, no. I do remember. I do okay. remember. Okay. Can you? <laughs> yes. I, yeah. I totally don't remember how we got connected. This is actually a crazy story. So, okay. So my sister went to Gardner-Webb University, which is in North Carolina. And um, we ended up starting a delight chapter at Gardner-Webb. Not because my sister, just a girl found out about it. And so we started a chapter there. Well, one of her friends from college ended up kind of getting involved with that chapter. And her name was Diana. Yes. yes. And Diana yes. knows you. Yes. And so Diana and I were talking, she ended up writing a story for Delight. And so we were talking, she's like, mm. my friend Stephanie, she's like been so helpful in like my, my writing and my blogging, like she lives in Nashville, you guys need to connect. And so I think we went to Starbucks. Yes. Right? Yeah. You were there too. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now I totally remember. Shout out to Diana. She's the best. I was <laughs> yes. just, I was just talking about her today. Um, cause Carl knows her too. And I was just like, Diana's the best and she's hilarious. And I like yes. her so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. She wrote a story for one of our books and was like, it's such a great story. She's an incredible writer. She's an amazing writer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So I love that. And now I totally remember. And, um, we've had the opportunity to go to coffee. Like I feel like a handful of times yeah. and that's been so fun because, um, you guys, I feel like we have such similar hearts. Yes. Like for college definitely. women and women um, in just their journeys and their stories and um, for helping women go deeper in their faith and connect in community. Um, also, every not everything, but a lot of what you guys do is this perfect color pink, which is yes. my very favorite shade of pink. And I feel like we totally have that in common. We love pink. Yes. Yes. yes I know. We totally have that in common. So I, um, you guys were so sweet to um, have me at the leadership conference, the leader, mm-hmm. your guys' annual leadership retreat. Um, a couple years ago, I got to speak. It was so fun. And I brought my friend Casey with me and we walk in and the room is like just 
perfectly decorated. It's so cute and like, <laughs> like twinkle lights everywhere and just like coffee and like candy bar and just like, I mean, it was so cute. But so many of it was like, so much of it was pink and Casey and I walked in and she looked at me and she just laughed and she goes, these are your people. <laughs> That's yeah, amazing. I know. Yes. Yeah, these yeah. are my people. Um, but so yeah, I just, I love, um, I love that we get to be here in Nashville together, just like mm-hmm. cheering each other on and encouraging each other. You guys have been such an encouragement to me and I love just sending girls your way as much as I can. Um, mm-hmm. and I also, it's, so I'm so excited to have you guys on for that reason. I also feel like it was totally God ordained that you guys were on this podcast because Mac and I have been running into each other <laughs> weekly. I feel like yes, all really. over the last several months, always, except for one, we ran into each other at the John Mayer concert. So yes. that was like a cool place <laughs> to run into each other. Everywhere else has been Target. Target. And it's Target. always on, like, a Saturday night where, like, I really kind of hope I don't see anybody because I feel kind of lame that I'm at Target at, like, 9.30 on a, on Saturday, a Saturday night. night. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, there's Stephanie. Again. <laughs> I know. Which, like, I, I totally was like, I feel like I need to be embarrassed at how many times that's happened. But then also... I'm there You're too. <laughs> so much better. But so yeah. that has happened an embarrassing amount of times. Too many times. Yes, it's, and it's amazing. been different targets. Yes, it's not. It has not been the same target. No. Yeah. And it's like it's on the same side of town, which at least makes it a little bit yeah. better. But yeah, it is. It has happened so many times, which is embarrassing <laughs> oh for both of us. Oh my gosh, I'm not surprised <laughs> at all. You two are target girls. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it is. <laughs> what like, can we say? Yeah. I know. We're not. We're not really not that target. Um, but it's so. <laughs> fun too because so when I was thinking about starting this podcast and totally dragging my feet well so when we ran into each other at Target for some reason I blurted out I'm thinking about starting a podcast and I feel like you guys should really be on it and you were like I love it and you were so sweet about it and stuff and you walked away and I felt like I just got like cold sweats like Uh, oh gosh now I'm totally committed mm -hmm. to doing this I like (laughs) said it out loud so but that was so fun and um I'm so glad we're like actually doing this. So I know. Thank you so much for having us. This is so fun for us. We've just like are a huge fan of yours, number one. Mm -hmm. Um, Seriously, I'm just so impressed by all that you do and just the ways that you minister in such a creative and unique way. Like there are just so many girls that I know who like love and adore you and everybody from our conference was like, they got all your books and everything. Like, I know they all follow you now and just love you. So thank you just for having us today. We're excited. Oh gosh, you guys are the best. Um, so I really would love, um, I, I want to talk to you guys about a couple of things today because, um, you guys have so much wisdom to share and so many, like so much insight. So the things I kind of want to talk about, I want to hear from you guys, the story of delight, um, and why you started it and, um, how you guys are, you know, with the needs that you see for, for something like delight. Um, and just kind of tell us about that. I would love to hear from you guys, just, um, any like tips you have on growing deeper in our faith, just as women, but also specifically for college women. Um, cause I know that a lot of my listeners are in college or just slightly out of college or, I mean, really growing, growing deeper in your faith is like pretty consistent for all of mm-hmm. us. Um, and then also community. Um, and then I also know that we have so many women in our community who are really like, they have some sort of idea or a dream or some kind of thing like kind of stirring in their hearts and I know that you guys I mean you guys have taken this idea and made it into something really amazing and I mean God has made it into something amazing but Mm -hmm. you guys have been steering this thing that has grown exponentially and so I really I mean we'll try to fit all that in because it's (laughs) all so good um but maybe tell us um just how how you guys started delight what did that look like why did you start it Tell us kind of the story behind Delight. 
Yeah, so me and Mackenzie, we met our freshman year of college. We were actually in the cafeteria, and we it was like the awkward first like day, like orientation day, and we were with our moms. <laughs> so embarrassed. <That's> awesome. <laughs> Although our moms are cool. Yeah, they are. Shout out to the moms. Yes. yes. Um, we were sitting there in line, and um, Mackenzie's mom overheard my mom call me Mackenzie, and... Um, was like, oh my gosh, you have to meet my Mackenzie. She's so cool. And yeah, she like called me from across the cafeteria. Yeah. She's like, Mackenzie, come meet Mackenzie. Yeah. Yes. The best. Yes. That's Mothers. the best. Mothers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so we met there. We exchanged a few awkward words and then left with our moms. And that was the first time we met. We reconnected a couple times. So it really got to know each other when we decided to go to dinner together at the end of our freshman year. And we just sat there and talked about you know that first year and how crazy it was and the ups and the downs and how we both really did need um better community deeper community in our lives and so um went home for the summer came back and um Mackenzie and her friend actually asked me there's they wanted to start a girls bible study on campus and asked if I wanted to be a part of it that was very beginning of delight. We sat there, we got together and had like a little meeting, a very official meeting. <laughs> and, and then we went to like a local Christian bookstore, picked out a book, which was uh, the beginning of pink, actually, because we got into the bookstore and we literally were out to just find the cutest pinkest prettiest cover yeah um, yes. we just really thought that could make or break our bible study we're yeah. like if we pick a lame book like mm-hmm. nobody's gonna want to come yeah. which is really like I, we always say like in that moment maybe we should have gone and like prayed about it before yeah and I genuinely remember being like we should have prayed about this yeah. <laughs> um, but too late that. too late we're, <laughs> we're deep yeah, yeah it was fine it was fine yeah <laughs> So yeah, we picked out a book. It was actually called Duty or Delight. It's by Tammy Head, and that's where we got the name Delight too. Yeah, we started calling it Delight, and mm-hmm. um, we started meeting weekly and met every week together, and just started to form this. What started as just a small community of girls on campus, a place where they could come, and you know, every week we kind of had like this formalized study because we had the book, but we ended up really never really getting really far in it um the girls really just started opening up and like there's just finally a safe place on campus to really talk about the things that are um going on in your heart and your life and building deep relationships through that and so that's what delight be became on campus and it grew a ton that first year it's crazy you started with like 10 girls it turned into about like 80 girls Wow. Every single week um, coming together. We would do outside events too and just build deeper relationships with each other as well. But that's where it all started at Belmont University, the good old college days. I love that. <laughs> yes. I love that. Yeah. So, how did it become like, what made you guys think that's, I love that it started so organically mm-hmm. and then it started out of a need that you guys have. And I think that that's really like the, how the best things start. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I knew who said this like first, because it just is now on Pinterest and, you know, attributed a million different people. But, um, (laughs) but I remember, I will never forget the day that I first heard the quote, be who you needed when you were younger. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I should have that tattooed on my forehead because really Mm -hmm. that's always been my mission statement. Really that like, who did, what did I need in my life? I needed an older sister, a friend who was like, 
a step and a half ahead of me to just stop and turn around and sit with me and listen to my story and mm-hmm. tell me, you know what? I've been there too. This is what worked mm-hmm. for me. This is what was helpful. And you know what? If I have no wisdom for you, I'm just going to pray with you, you know, or I'm just going to cheer you on or encourage you. Like I just mm-hmm. needed that in my life. And so, um, you know, as God was kind of stirring my ministry in my heart, and my life, like that became the thing. It was like, I need to go back. And, and instead of just kind of continuing on with my journey, instead of like learning a lesson and just continuing forward to like stop and turn around and help people who are going through the same thing I just walked through. Mm-hmm. And I love that that's exactly what you guys did. You know, you were saying, Hey, like, this is what we needed. And so we're going to, instead of just waiting for someone to make it or complaining that we don't have it, you know, we're going to actually just create it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So that's how right. did it, how did it grow? Like, or I mean, what, how did it, how did it go from, <laughs> we just want to have a Bible study to, this is a thing. And now this is your full-time jobs and mm-hmm. not just your, right? Like, yeah. and not just mm-hmm. your full-time jobs, but you guys have a team of yeah. people. So <laughs> how did yeah. that happen? Yeah. So it was, um, I think when Ken's and I started this, like you said it well, like we just had no idea. I mean, we were just like a Bible study. Woohoo. This is so fun. Um, and so at the end of that sophomore year, Like, we had done a lot of reflecting of just like, wow, like, I really feel like God has done something special here that clearly had nothing to do with, like, our own abilities um, or, like, our own, you know, even dreams or visions. It was clearly, like, so something that the Lord just kind of molded and chiseled into, like, what He wanted it to be. Um, But I remember we... Both were going to be living in Nashville that summer, um, but we were both going home for about a week just to like uh, visit with our family before coming back to live and work in Nashville. And um, like the very first day, we both got home and Kenzie calls me and she's like, I need to talk to you. She's like, I have to talk to you about something so important. It's a very private conversation. Like get by yourself, (laughs) go to your room, shut the door, don't tell anybody. And I'm like, okay, okay, all right. And um, so I get in my room and she had just gotten off the plane from like flying back to California. She's from California. And um, she's like, I feel like on the plane, like I just feel like God gave me this vision for like what delight could look like, what like what delight could be. She's like, I think there are other girls at other universities who like want and need and crave this community like we did. And I, I think like this could be something like, I really think this could be something more than what it is now. And she's like, so are you in? Like, do you want to do this? And I was like, normally I'm such like a realistic thinker. And I like love to like shut people's dreams down. They're like, <laughs> no, not going to work. Yes. Every partnership needs to happen. Yeah. <laughs> that's never me. Yeah. I'm always the one that's like, have an idea, sit down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> make yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and so, but I was like, yeah, okay, like, let's do it. I was so, there was like, not a question in my mind. I was like, yes, okay. So get back like a week later. And we had no idea what we were doing. I mean, it is hilarious when I think back on those first couple of weeks, like the people that we, we basically just started meeting with people, like anybody that we thought could help us in any way, we were like, we want to talk to you about this idea, but it's a secret. So don't tell anybody. Um, and so we just started meeting with people and just spent that whole summer just kind of like dreaming and praying and envisioning, all right, Lord, what does delight look like on other universities? Um, and so the first thing we did was kind of put together, um, like our brand and like our website and all that, what that was going to look like, put together our curriculum. Um, Kenzie already talked about how like 
most of the weeks, like we'd kind of toss whatever we had cleaned out the window. And instead, like one of the women of delight would just share their story um, and just say what they were going through and how God was just like speaking to them in that time of their life. And what we'd find is that when one girl would kind of step up and just be vulnerable and say that, um, so many other girls in the room would just say, oh my goodness, like me too. I thought I was the only one. And just when you have those me too moments, this like incredible community starts to form and it just breaks down walls and you just experience this crazy intimacy with Jesus that like you can't experience when you have walls up. Um, and so that just happened. And so we were like, how do we make that happen every single week in Delight? And so that's when we decided we wanted to do stories. So she and I spent that summer calling college girls and just saying, hey, we're Mackenzie McKenzie. We're starting this thing. Will you share your story? Um, and so those stories started to just come in. And so we would go to work, get off work, go to coffee shops and like write discussion questions and devotionals and put scripture with the stories. And um, our curriculum started to shape. And then um, that summer, we also called some like friends from high school and just said like, hey, would you like want to start Delight on your campus? Like this is what we did. And they were like, okay, sure. Like we, we always joke that we kind of forced our friends to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Cause you need like the first people to do, do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You need those people who are like, yes, if it's, if you want me to, sure. Yeah. Um, and so it was so cool that fall after, so the start of our junior year, we were able to launch on three more universities. Um, and what happened at Belmont started to happen at these other universities. And then kind of from that point forward, it just started spreading by like word of mouth, by social media, like all of these ways. Um, once like one person would kind of like catch the vision for delight, you know, when you love something, you want to tell other people mm -hmm. and everybody knows people from like high school or summer camp or whatever it is. And so it just started to spread and spread. And um, today we're on 100 universities. Oh my yeah, god! With more coming next semester and the next always. Oh um, my gosh! Yeah, we have a team of eight, which is incredible. Like it's so fun when the journey goes beyond just like the founders. When it's like becomes other people's dreams too. Mm -hmm. You're like, whoa! How did that happen? But yeah, um, it's truly like we have a network of over like 450 leaders who just serve the ministry in incredible ways and have truly like made it their thing in college and so we just we get the best jobs because we just kind of get to like sit and be like everybody's cheerleaders and be like woohoo go you like look what Jesus is doing like through you and it's just been so fun to watch so many girls like just like serve and use their time in college to like not make it about themselves um, and not just to like chase their dreams and their hearts and their vision or whatever but really to like stop and be like Lord, what are you doing on this campus? And like, how can I be a part of that? Um, and how can I be a part of other people's stories? So, oh yeah. my gosh, I <laughs> love that. And it has been so fun to watch too. I feel like every time we've gotten to go to coffee, it's like, we're on 30 more canvases <laughs> or we're like, you know, we have this, you know, new awesome curriculum or, um, you know, we now have a team of regional directors. Like yeah. it's, this is, it's been so cool to watch it just spread. Mm. Um, and I feel like as you were talking about, um, like women telling stories and the me too, me too moments and stuff, I feel like all the girls listening were like, and this is why Stephanie loves them. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's 
so like our hearts are so similar I love yeah. it so much that's uh. awesome yeah it's growing quickly it's so cool to see it's loaded I was actually in the kitchen with my sister the other day and her boy her new boyfriend was over and he was like so tell me what you do and I was like you know I run this like college women's ministry and um we're at like 100 college campuses across the country and my sister goes I thought you were at 20 <laughs> Your sister. I live with my sister. Yes. So she obviously isn't up to date with the growth. She needs to keep up. That's amazing. Sisters. That's that's amazing. (laughs) Yep. I feel like um, it's, there was for so long, my family, my friends and Carl, like they were the first ones and for a long time, the only ones to like read any of my blog posts or read my books or like whatever. And now they don't even read them at all. Like Uh. my best friend called me the other day and was like, um, I was just starting to listen to your podcast and I was like, oh great. I was like, which episode were you or are you listening to? Cause she's on it. Yeah. So my best friend, Michelle, she's episode number seven and uh, she's like, I'm like, oh, are you listening to your episode? She goes, no, I am, um. I'm listening to episode one. I'm so sorry, Steph. I'm so sorry. I've just been really busy. I'm like, okay, I seriously, yeah, my family and friends are like, yeah. like, we're so on your team, but also, you know, that like, is my best friend totally is not yeah. listening. Yeah. <laughs> Which that. is so fun. We get that. Yeah. yeah. That just happens. <laughs> um, so, okay. I feel like, so a question I get a lot, especially from my college readers and listeners is, um, they always ask me like, Steph, how did you keep your faith in college? Like, how did you manage to, like, stay close to the Lord when you were in college? Um, because it's really hard. And kind of the answer to that is I didn't, um, because I wasn't a Christian for the vast majority of my college experience. It wasn't until the very end, um, that I met Jesus at all. And it was like my senior year, it was through a college ministry that I really Mm -hmm. got closer to him and really went like deep in my relationship with him. But I feel like I can't speak to, um, what it's like to go to college as a Christian and face all of the craziness of college. When you, I feel like college and faith, sometimes I feel like, feel like exact opposites. Like mm-hmm. if up is up and down is down, well, the other one's like completely flipped. So down is up and up is down or whatever. It just feels totally opposite. The value system and like what you're going for and what you're chasing after, it just is a lot. And so I know you guys are able to speak into that and see that. I mean, you guys have a front row seat to that more than probably anybody else. So can you guys talk a little bit about like some of the pressures that you see or some like, why, why are girls asking me that question? Why is it so hard to, like, what is it, yeah, what is that like when you're going to college and you're trying, you have faith and you're trying to protect it and grow it and maintain it? What are you facing? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, college is hard. I think that you are so busy and bombarded by mm. a lot of change and then a lot of comparison. Mm-hmm and a lot of craziness and so it's just so easy to put your faith on the back burner um and be start to get confused about like who you actually are and like um what your faith once was and you can easily get discouraged in that I think um I know for me coming to college the best thing I could have done for my faith was become a leader in it um, actually like joining leadership, like even my freshman year, I like tried, I wasn't a leader, but I tried to, and I was working towards being a leader in campus crusades, which is the campus ministry. And that 
Um, and then the following year I was, and that just kept my faith alive. Like stepping into leadership positions keeps you accountable in whole new ways. You're like truly plugging in and diving deep into Christian community. And I, that was really helpful for me. I know. Um, and then even doing delight to stepping into that leadership position also like gave me, um, this like desperate need to like know the Lord better so I could speak into other people's lives and there's like I remember one time in particular where somebody that was like the first time somebody asked me to grab coffee with them because they were going through something Mm -hmm. and I remember being like I don't know what to tell her like I was like I'm not equipped I don't know the Lord well enough like I don't think I really even have anything to tell her and I before I grabbed coffee with her, I went into our bell tower, which is just like a little chapel on campus, and I got on my knees and like cried and prayed. And I'll never forget that moment of just like desperately asking the Lord to pour into my life. And that like followed a lot in leadership because you're just, you have to go to Him over and over again. So yeah, college is hard. So you have to be so intentional about pursuing the Lord yeah. um, in those sort of tangible ways, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and as you were talking, I was like, it's so funny, the things she says, I'm like, yes, agree, because I think for me, I was thinking, like, I think there's so, there's so many symptoms in college that you face, symptoms of, like, what I think the deeper rooted issue is a lot of time is just, like, not knowing your identity in the Lord, so those symptoms play out so differently for everybody. Sometimes it looks like, you know, um, partying. Sometimes it looks like just being self-absorbed. Sometimes it looks like body image issues. It looks like so many different things. But I think what like, at the end of that, if we peel back all those layers, it's typically like just not knowing your, how like loved and secure and who you are like in the Lord. And so I think like, that's a really daunting issue to be like, oh shoot, I'm like in an identity crisis. Like, do I know who I am? Because college is really trying to like figure that out for you. Like it's trying to peel back the layers and tell you like, oh, you're this major. So this is who you are, or you're from here. So this is who you are. Um, but I think you just have to be really, really intentional about like letting Jesus speak your identity over you. And I think that there are ways that you can or things that you can do in college to like protect your identity. And one thing I think is just like so huge and so simple is find people who know their identity in the Lord and like are rock solid in it. Um, and it's, it's not that hard to identify those people. Who are the people that like the light of Christ is literally oozing out of them and shining out of them and make those people be your friends. (laughs) Like literally make those, like that's really what happened with Kenzie and I, I feel like we went out to dinner and I was just like, I met her and it was just one of those things where I was like, this girl gets it. Like she loves the Lord and is like, it's changing everything about her life. And I was like, well, I'm going to be friends with her. (laughs) And it's funny how like, even just that like tangible choice in my head, like really did make us have a friendship. Like I feel like both of us kind of had that with each other. Just like we were really wanted to be friends with each other. And I think like having somebody like Kenzie and some other friends in my life and a community like Delight that constantly pointed me back towards Jesus when I questioned who I was or I made a decision that maybe like wasn't of the Lord, like it was always like, but Jesus is the answer here. And like, but what is Jesus saying to you right now? And like, how's the Lord talking to you in your life right now? And what does scripture say about that? And it just like rooted me so well in college that like, 
anytime I faced like one of those symptoms I talked about, it was easy to like kind of maneuver that. And so I think for me, like if any advice I have in college, cause I know everybody's story is just so different that like, just let the Lord tell you who you are and like find people that can constantly remind you of that. Oh, that's mm-hmm. so good. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Friends, springtime is finally here, but that also means allergy season is in full swing. I have always struggled with allergies and I don't know about you, but I am especially allergic to cats. More on that in a second. Well, luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. The time that I use Claritin the absolute most is when I'm at my parents' house, my childhood home. They have this absolutely beautiful cat that they love and I like, except for the fact that he sheds so much. So that means that I'm basically sneezing from the second I arrive home to the second I leave, unless I take Claritin. My dad has even started having it ready for me right when I walk in the door. Are you ready to live life as though you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and Powerful Relief is just a quick trip away. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Claritin, thank you so much for sponsoring our girls' night. We love having you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. As many of you know, I recently wrote a book, and while it was the most rewarding project of my career so far, it also came with a lot of hard work and long nights. And sometimes when things started to feel a little bit overwhelming, I needed to get a few things off my chest so I could clear my mind and keep the writing process flowing. And the thing that helped me so much to sort through those feelings was therapy. Now tell me if any of this sounds familiar. Maybe you're going through something really hard right now, a big loss or a gigantic life transition. Maybe you frequently feel anxious, depressed, overwhelmed, or just generally discouraged. Maybe you really, really, really want your life circumstances to change, but you don't know how to actually change them. Or maybe you're feeling stuck as you try to work through your past, navigate your present, or figure out your future. Friend, if you can relate to any of this, you're not alone. I've been there and therapy has been the thing that has helped me more than anything else with all of this. In the last 10 years or so, I've learned that strength isn't proving I can do it on my own. It's knowing that I don't have to. I'm at my strongest when I have a full support system around me and an essential part of my support system is therapy. Therapy can be absolutely life-changing. That is, if you can afford it and find a therapist you like and trust. But of course, this is easier said than done. And that's why I'm so excited to be partnering with this week's podcast sponsor. Our sponsor for today's episode is BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the easiest and most affordable way I've ever found to find a great therapist. It's entirely online and super easy to sign up. 
You can get started right away. And if you don't love the counselor you're paired with, switching is easy and it's free. If you're going through something hard in your relationships, or if you're in a funk you just can't shake, if you've been feeling anxious or depressed lately, or if you're feeling stressed and you need help balancing your everyday life and schedule, BetterHelp is an incredible resource for you. And I'm so thankful that they've given me a promo code that I can share with you to make it even easier to get started. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash friendship today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash friendship. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with Viking Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. The mental picture, and this may not make any sense to anyone but me, but the mental picture I got when you're talking about that, which my gosh, I can relate to so much is um, when a kid is learning to walk, like he's kind of teetery and his parents are standing in front of him saying, Hey, come this way, come this way. Like you can do it. Get up, get back up. Like try it again. Keep coming. Um, But there's so many obstacles because there's so many obstacles in your way and also things to distract you. I feel like in college, Mm -hmm. there are a thousand things to distract you, to pull you off course. And some of them are really like not bad things. And some of them are really bad things. You know, there's the whole gamut. And all of a sudden when you get to college, it's all open to you. Mm -hmm. Um, and there are all these things saying, Hey, like come this way or come be like us. Or, you know, you, you get placed in a dorm and all of a sudden those are your friends and those people, it's a crapshoot. Like you have no idea what kind of people those people are going to be, but that friend group could be like, Hey, you're like us. And I don't know, it's easy to say, okay, like, because you, I, it, everything feels kind of upside down, but to have a group of people at the end standing in front of you saying, keep coming this way. No, no, no. Get back up. You can do this. Yeah. Keep coming this way. Like we're with you or walking alongside you. That changes everything. And really like while I wasn't a Christian for most of college, I did become a Christian in college. And, um, the thing that like, so I want to say two things. One, it's never too late for you. Yeah. I get a lot of emails from girls who are like, you can't even imagine what I've done in college. Like I knew Jesus in high school or, um, maybe I didn't, but I've just really messed things up in college. And I feel like, um, there's very little, I think that you could have messed up that I didn't also mess up. Mm -hmm. But the thing that God showed me in the way that he met me and, um, and, the timing that he met me and um, how much of a mess my life was when he met me was just that it's never too late for you. There's never anything too broken for God to heal or redeem or make new. And he totally turned my life around. Um, But it's sort of a two-part story because just meeting him was obviously a massive deal in my life. But once I got back to school after meeting him, life was really hard because none of my friends were Christians. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but they thought like the changes I was making in my life were weird and stupid and they disagreed with them like openly and like fiercely, you know, really disagreed with them. And it was really, really lonely and a really hard road to walk by myself and lots of distractions and all these things. The thing that changed it, like I feel like when I first met Jesus, I took like a 90 degree turn. 
Um, and my life changed a lot. Mm-hmm. But the thing that helped me get all the way 180 and my, that changed my life completely was having a community and getting plugged into a college ministry and having mentors, which by the way, if they work for the college ministry, if they're in leadership, they are paid to go to coffee with you. So it's like, yeah. find someone to make them be your friend mm-hmm. or on the way, find someone who's in leadership at your church <laughs> and ask them to coffee because they're either paid to, or that's just their job, you know? So yeah. they'll, <laughs> they'll meet with you and talk to you about your life. And, um, but yeah, getting to know, like I, I found some um, awesome mentors through the college ministry and then also made some really good friends mm-hmm. and having a group of people around me who were trying to live in this specific way made it so much easier because we were just never meant to walk this road alone. It's so much easier when we're walking together. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I love that that's what you guys have created on campuses across the country. Yeah. It's so yeah. cool. Find mm-hmm. a delight chapter. <laughs> yeah, seriously, find a delight chapter. Yeah. I want to talk about that at the end because I, I want to hear um, you guys like tell the girls how to get plugged in and stuff. Um, but so when it comes to um, whether you're in college or not, um, you mentioned finding community and finding people to walk with. Um, when it comes to finding community and finding people to walk with and going deeper in your faith, um, do you guys have any other ideas or tips or things that help you guys, but also the women in your communities when it comes to those things, growing deeper in your faith, finding your people, um, What's helpful? Mm-hmm. What have you guys found? Yeah. So, you know, I think that's such a good question because I think that, um, I know for me, I'll listen to podcasts or I'll read books and I'm like, oh, okay, got it. That's so easy. I can go do it. And then I get, I try to do it for like three days and I'm like, yeah, well, too hard. Done with that. <laughs> Over that. Um, and I think that like, if there's anything or one thing I've been learning about God lately is like, he's a slow God. And like, I, that really like rubs against me sometimes. Cause I'm such a, like, I want, I'm quick. I'm fast. Like Kenzie can tell you everything I do is like lightning quick. Um, <laughs> but I think that like, I want to get on board with like God's like slowness and the time because I, I know like I can look back at my past and see like what intentionality he had when he took me through slow seasons. Um, and so I think it's just like, being a show up kind of person and just show up every day. So if it's you're wanting community, show up. The first week, you might not feel like they're your best friends. Show up again next week. Just show up, show up, show up and be expectant that like God is going to move in his timing. And so I think like for community, just like don't think it's going to happen overnight. It does take time and it does take you going, putting in the effort like, I know for like, like delight stuff, like you can go to delight every single week and maybe never really like really connect with somebody, but we have other things like community events and worship nights and like be all in, like you're only going to get like what you put into it. But I, so I think just like show up and then same with the Lord. Like if you want to like grow in intimacy with him, give him your time. And I think in college, we just don't want to do that. Like we think we're so busy and we're really not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like being people that are like post-college, you're probably can mm-hmm. I'm always like, Oh, college students. Oh, remember yeah. when, like nap time was totally a part yeah. of my actual schedule. Yeah. That's yeah. Anymore. yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I would say the same, just show up for the Lord. Like find that time to be in the word. Um, find that time to like go, go to church, go, you know, just like meet with mentors, talk about it, read those books, read your, read the word, like show up, show up, show up, show up. And I promise the Lord will like speak to you in his timing and like, 
he will. He does. Like I've seen it time and time again in my life, time and time in so many other people's lives. So I think just like being patient and I know that's like the worst. Nobody ever wants to hear that. But no. That's what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. But I also, um, I'm a big fan of uh, conferences and worship nights. Um, yeah. This is just a really tangible way. Like I talk to a lot of girls all the time, obviously, over the phone that feel stuck, that still are growing in their face, still trying to get a feel for it, maybe still trying to leave some things behind in their life. And I really think sometimes you can read, 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 podcast, 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 but until you put yourself in a place to encounter the Lord, like encounter the Holy Spirit, will you be able to like truly walk away from those things? And that's not always, but I think that those are really empowering moments in my life. When I look back in my faith journey, like those moments are pivotal times where I just mm-hmm. learned a lot or where I experienced the Holy Spirit in a way that I never did before. And it gave me the strength to move forward or leave that thing behind. It just increases my depth in following the Lord. And so I definitely think like go to those like local worship nights, those really epic ones, <laughs> the cool conferences, like plug into those things and experience and put yourself in a place to encounter the Lord. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I completely I, that would never would have been my answer, I feel like, but it should be because yeah. I can think back to worship nights or a, a huge one for me has been mission trips, mm-hmm. which yeah. is exactly yeah, what you're talking thing. about. Yeah. It's just slightly longer, you totally know, it's, same thing, that's yeah. a place where you encounter the Lord and, mm-hmm. and getting to have that moment of no one's talking to you necessarily, or like no one's looking at you, but just, you're able to, to have those goosebumps and have that music be really loud so you can sing at the top of your lungs and no one's paying attention no one can hear you and um you're able to just like actually have that moment with god i that's it's Mm. so special and so important and i feel like um i think sometimes we can um give those things a bad rap like you know i think you know when you're in a church for a really long time you talk it kind of with a, an eye roll, you talk about like mountaintop experiences. Like yeah. <laughs> it's easy to be a great Christian when you're at camp or when you're at mm-hmm. a, on a mission trip or when you're, you know, at a worship night or whatever. But, mm-hmm. um, and so we kind of, I think can write them off, mm-hmm. but those moments are really important because it's kind of like, if you're dating God, you know, you show up every day, you talk on the phone. So that's like your quiet time every day or something. And you're consistent about that. You need that time of consistently getting to know someone. But then you have those moments where things just go to the next level, like that epic date where you finally kiss or something like that. You know, you have this really, like you have an emotional attachment, an emotional moment. And and I think that like things really do change in those moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true. Sure. So true. I think I'm... um. I've always, worship has always been the thing that I, or like for a long time was always the thing where I, I didn't really, it's not that I didn't see the point of it. Obviously like you're worshiping the Lord. He's God. He deserves to be worshiped. You know, Mm -hmm. he's worthy to be praised, but, um, it kind of was like, well, I mean, I don't need to, you know, as long as I'm like reading the word and learning or praying or something like worship is sort of this kind of feel good extra thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I really, that's something I got to learn when I was on the world race, when I was traveling around the world, worship was something we did all the time. And mm-hmm. I, the phrase that sticks out in my head is things break off when you worship. 
Mm-hmm. God moves in your life mm-hmm. and reworks some things in a way that you can't explain. You can't attribute it to a teaching or this little trick, you know, you can kind of keep in your back pocket or whatever. It's like he reworks things in your heart when you're worshiping him. And so I'm really glad you yeah. said that. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. I once heard a pastor tell, say like praise changes everything. Hmm. It's so simple, but it's so true. Like getting down on your knees, raising your hands, like praising the Lord regardless of your circumstances, getting in those moments to encounter the Lord just through praise. It changes everything. It yeah. does. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, oh gosh, I feel like I want to write this everywhere. Be a show up kind of person because mm-hmm. that's so yeah. huge. I had, um, there's this park, like not far from here that I love walking around. It's like my place. Um, and I had this kind of revelation as I was walking around, I was looking at, um, just some flowers that kind of popped up and I started thinking about seeds and the kinds of seeds we're planting in our life. Um, which is, I wish this would be so much better if I was like a gardening type of person. I'm not, I can't even keep a plant alive to save my life, but, um, (laughs) but I'm thinking about that and I'm like, you know, the kinds of seeds we plant yield a kind of plant. So like if you were to plant, I don't know, a peony plant. It's like the only flower I know because it's my favorite. <laughs> um, if you were to like plant a peony plant, like you're not going to get cucumbers. It's just not how it works. Yeah. And so that, but I think that that's really true in our lives too, that when we, whatever seeds we sow, that's what we, that's what grows up in our life. And so um, if we're every day showing up and whether we feel like we had this crazy encounter with God or not, we're showing up and we're getting in the word and praying and spending time with him if we sprinkle enough of those seeds around, something is going to grow. Or if you reach out to go to coffee with everyone you can think of and you keep going and keep going and keep going, it's going to be awkward for a long time, but it gets better. And if you're sprinkling all these seeds of friendship, what ends up growing up, friendship is going to grow. Yeah. In the same way that if you're sprinkling tons of seeds of like Netflix, nothing grows out of that, you (laughs) know, or if you're sprinkling seeds of like constantly comparing yourself to people on social media, like comparison is going to grow up in your life. Mm. And I'm just walking around the park going, oh my gosh, this is the most simple lesson in the world, but also, mm. wow, like yeah, this makes so, so much good. sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, think, like, so true. Paying attention mm. to the kinds of seeds you're, you're sowing and sprinkling and if you want friendship and, and faith in your life, like we know the things to do. We just have to do it and we have to do it a lot. Yeah. Um, but those things end up growing. Yeah, totally. And I something that like somebody said to me one time, which is once again like so simple. Isn't it funny? The simple things are like the things you're like, ah, oh, aha, changes the life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he said to me like, isn't it like so often we want for um, we want for I'm gonna say this wrong. I want to say it right. We want for um, faith to come before obedience, but so often obedience has to come before faith. Obedience is what yields faith. Hmm. And so like, if you want that, like, if you want to be able to trust God, if you want to be able to like have that deep faith, if there's anything in your life that like you're chasing after that you seek or that you desire, your heart really desires, well, be obedient first. And then God's going to like, God's going to do his part on the later half, like obedience, um, always has to come first yeah Yeah. and like Mm -hmm. and I think so often we as like believers we want to be like oh but I need I need to be as sure of the outcome before I can be obedient and then I'll be obedient but like right like Mm -hmm. that's not the way it works like God's crazy grace his like upside down way of like you know teaching and love and all these things is this like we have to trust and we have to have we have to be obedient first and then like all the stuff comes after that. And that's what's like, that's what's so cool is like believers, like 
just be obedient to like where you feel the Lord leading you and like the other part, God's going to do the rest of the work. Totally. Mm. I had this moment with a girlfriend of mine. She was talking about relationships and, um, just the decisions and the boundaries she's, or the decisions she'd made and the boundaries she's kept in relationships, like, um, in the past. And, you know, she'd kind of done things her way and the way that she wanted to and the way that like felt best and stuff. And, um, at some point she realized she, you know, she's doing whatever she wants in relationships, but then, saying, God, please bless my relationships. And at some point she was like, hmm, like if you were to ask for someone's advice and they gave you their advice and then you went against their advice, but then asked for their advice again or asked for their help or something, like that doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. They gave you their help. They told you, hey, this is the best way to do it. Follow this and the outcome you want will like follow that. Mm-hmm. And so finally she was like, hmm, like if I want God to really bless my relationships, I should probably do them the way that he says is best. Yeah. Um, that it just makes no sense to do things my way and then ask God to bless it. Like, yeah, 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 it just, that makes no sense. <laughs> and that's huge and so profound because how many times do we do that? We're like, I'm going to do this my way and have, you know, whatever I want, but um, God, can you just bless it? Okay, thanks. And he's like, I'm telling you the way that you yeah. will gain, and it's not that you're like earning blessings, but it's like, hey, kiddo, turn left there. It, right doesn't work, yeah. <laughs> you know. And when we're when we listen and and obey, like really good things follow. Yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I want to kind of switch gears because um something that I just love is is really that you guys have um followed this dream, and really it kind of it sounds like the dream kind of happened to you, like more than um. <laughs> And maybe you guys kind of had a moment when you were growing up where you're like, I want to start this ministry and this movement, but it kind of sounds like it was like, I have this need and God's like, we're going to make, like, we're going to take this and make it big. Um, And I love that. And so I know that so many of the women in our community have an idea or something they've been dreaming about. And I know for a lot of them, it's like a blog or a podcast or writing a book or leading a ministry or starting a company or, you know, moving to a different country to serve these kinds of people. Like we just have really amazing dreamers in our community. Mm, um, but I also know that, um, following those dreams, like, isn't easy. It's not. Um, and so I wanted to hear just a couple things from you guys. First, I wanted to hear, um, what some of the challenges are that you guys have encountered along the way, just because I feel like it's really, um, when I was finishing my devotional, when I was finishing writing it, I was so desperate to talk to any other writer to just ask them, is this hard for you also? Like, yeah. is this hard? Mm. Also, do you wonder if your words are like absolute garbage sometimes or is that just me? And it was like, it would have been so nice to be able to hear, hey, like, you know, when you're three-fourths of the way done, all of a sudden, none of your words make sense to you anymore. Like, yeah. you just, it's, you're convinced it's terrible, but just keep going and it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like it's really helpful to hear just some of the the stumble like places where you stumble so that if girls are stumbling they know okay I'm not alone um mm-hmm. and then I have some other questions but um what are some of the things that you guys yeah what are some of the challenges that you guys have encountered in starting to light well lots of them probably <laughs> no shortage of challenges no shortage I would say the hardest thing for me Max's answer might be the same, might be different. We'll see. But um, I would say it's really, it's been really challenging and really growing. And also the best part of delight is working with another person. 
I think like we just are together all the time. We have to be have open communication all the time. We have to make really big decisions together all the time and we spend all the time together. So there's a lot of just challenges that come in working so closely with another person. Mm-hmm. Um, so for anybody who is doing it with somebody, um, know that it's not easy. That like when things feel weird or awkward or there's tension to talk about it, um, to be like Christ in that relationship. Um, but yeah, that's probably been the most challenging area but also one of the most growing I have grown so much as a friend to other people as and and so many areas of my life through that but I would say that's probably the heart constantly most constantly is probably the most challenging area for me mm-hmm. in life she just hates hanging out with me <laughs> but not that <laughs> but not, not that. that that's not uh, it at all no I'm kidding I'm kidding yeah um I think that I feel like every year there's like a new challenge that kind of like pops up you know that I'm like oh this year is all about this challenge and they've all looked different um but this year and I wish somebody would have well I I think this is something you maybe have to learn um but I wish somebody would have like really warned me about this I think when you are doing anything that is like of the Lord's heart when you're chasing any dream that is like something of the Lord for the Lord it is not yours. In Oof. no way does it belong <laughs> to you. And that is one of the hardest, hardest lessons I've had to learn of just knowing that like in no way does it belong to me. And um, yes, there are going to be times where like I like what I think should happen isn't going to happen. And like that shouldn't like stop or hinder like the dream and the vision and the love and the passion that I have for it um and so like I think we all love to like talk about humility and we all love to talk about like surrender but there's gonna come a day where you really will have to like I think in any dream humble yourself and surrender to like the Lord's plan and sometimes to other people's plans that are for part of your ministry that like you never imagined and you didn't sign up for (laughs) um but that like that is, isn't that like what it means to like follow, follow Jesus to like not be in control. And so I think for me, that's been probably one of the most challenging things, especially this year. Um, starting out was a lot more of just like feeling like I had no clue what I was doing. So I know for like a lot of people who are in the early stages of a dream, like you don't, you don't wake up and think, I know how to start a podcast. I know how to write a blog. I know how to write a book. I know how to start a ministry. I know how to start my own business. You don't know. And that's what's so fun. Like, it's so, so silly, but you just fake it till you make it. Like, you just try, you fail, you get back up, you do it again. And I think that that's like just knowing that like everybody who started anything had no clue what they were doing in the beginning. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So that's what I would say, like, definitely in the earlier stages, that was, like, a huge thing that, like, I kept feeling like, oh, I need to know what I'm doing, and you just don't, <laughs> yeah. and that's what's fun, and that's what gets you on Google all the time, and that's what keeps you, like, relying on the Lord in all of it. I'm so glad you said that. I think that that's so important that we think, we see people that are doing these cool things, and we think, well, they're, you know, they have this 
I don't know, like, of course she has this cool ministry. Well, her husband has all this money. He's just paying for it. Or, Mm -hmm. of course, they, of course, she's a speaker. She was just born that way. Or, of course, she has a business and it's really successful. Well, she went to business school and all these different things or whatever. But I think that most of the people who are doing what they're doing, even people who have, you know, a leg up in these different areas, like, no one has a clue. Mm -hmm. They're just kind of figuring it out as they go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love what you said about um, that it's not yours. I feel like I've been learning that um, in a different way this year um, because I think that when you're carrying something that you really care about, you know, a dream, a business, a blog, or whatever, mm-hmm. you um, it can feel really heavy sometimes. And yeah. you can start – and I think that this is the same with, I mean, really anything. You can start to worry about um, if it goes well, that's – like feels great for your identity. If it doesn't go well, that really hurts. Yeah. Or, you know, if it's um, lucrative and it's paying your bills, that's really great. But if what if it stops paying your bills? Like that's really scary. Or, um, you know, you are in charge of all these people and, and it's your job to take care of them and steward them. Well, what if something goes wrong or, you know, they're, they're not okay. Or what if they have a bad day or, you know, things like that. You just can, in so many, I mean, our whole life, we can really wear the weight of, um, of, of what we're in charge of, of what we're stewarded with or what we're, what we're stewarding. And, and in a way that that's really good because we mm-hmm. are, we've been entrusted with something and we should value it and really, um, give it everything we have. But earlier this year, I felt like God was really kind of peeling my fingers off of, um, really like this whole thing, like just really yeah. kind of peeling my fingers off of it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, he's going to tell me to stop. He's going to tell me to shut it all down. <laughs> and I, you know, really wrestled with him for a couple of weeks about that. And at the end of it, I, I finally like kind of opened my fingers on it and realized it wasn't going anywhere. He wasn't saying, this is a bad thing. Shut it down. I don't want you to do this anymore. He was just saying, Hey kiddo, like you don't need to wear the weight of this. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing the weight of this. Like, yes, give it all you have and, and, you know, pour your heart into it and steward it well and, and treat it like the gold that it is. But at the same time, you are not in charge of your provision. You are not in charge of what people think of this. You are not in charge of what people think of me. You are not their savior. You are not the power behind this. You are not any of those things. Yeah. And so, and really the second I unpeeled my fingers from it, I thought he was being so cruel to ask me to do that. But the second I could unpeel my fingers from it and I could just hold it with open hands, it was like a thousand pounds lifted off my off of my shoulders. And I was able to do what I was given, like to do so much better because of it. And so I feel like there's like, there's so many facets of that or so many sides mm. to the fact that it's not yours. It's yeah. not yours in a hard way. Yeah. It's also not yours in a thank God it's not just <laughs> mine kind yeah. of way. Too. Yeah. There's so much freedom that comes when you have that uh, mm. kind of realization of like, yeah, you, somebody explained it to me the other day. Like a lot of times we want to wear these things we do as our skin. Like we want it to be our skin that like, you know, nobody can take your skin from you. I mean, unless it's like real cruel, Um, (laughs) but like we should really wear these things that like, but God gives us these dreams and visions, like a jacket, like we can put them on and we can wear them and we can represent Christ in this way. But then also at the end of the day, like it's not who you are. It's not your skin. You should be able to take this jacket off and be able to live and function and like love the Lord without it as well. And I think for me, it's taken over the last year taking making a delight in this ministry, not my skin, but just wearing it like a jacket and being able to take it on and off. And in that way, I think I'm doing ministry much better. I think I'm doing my job much better. I think I'm loving the people in my life much better. Like I feel like so much healthier than like I did even just a few months ago. 
I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. So if you guys, um, if a girl listening is thinking about starting something, mm-hmm. um, whatever it is, what's like just one bit of encouragement you'd have for her? Like, what would you say to her? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is so funny. This is like one, we always say this mm-hmm. and it's funny it's because it's like kind of like the, 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 what Kenzie just talked about is kind of the, the hard part of it. But also this is like the beautiful part of it is that like anybody who comes to us and says like, I have this dream and I have this vision from the Lord and this like thing I want to do. We always say, go find somebody who has that same dream and ask them to do it with you. Um, I think we're both just big believers. Like you see it all throughout the Bible. The Lord sends people out in twos and, um, there's just power in having that person who is like, shares the dream, shares the vision is praying. Like on the days that you're not praying, they're praying on the days that like you want to quit and you're so tired and exhausted. They're gung ho. So excited. The things that you're terrible at, they're awesome at hopefully it like plays out that way. It doesn't always, but it's so cool. Like I feel like even in our giftings and like our personalities, like we do have a lot of similarities, like in the way we just like kind of like do life, but also the things she's really good at, I'm terrible at. And like the things that I'm better at, you know, she's not so good at. And so it's so cool how we truly do cover like each other's like gifts and weaknesses. Like I think God gave us each other for such a specific reason. Um, And I just think that it's so fun because like when she wins, when she does something awesome, like it's just as much of a celebration for me because I'm like, there's no like, yes, there are days like comparison slips in and like there are days where, you know, you don't always agree, but it's so fun to have like two people to share all of it with, to, to go out to dinner when you have the best moment of ministry ever and like we love to go to Jay Alexander's and get carrot cake like yes. to have that person to like <laughs> do those things with and to have this that person that like when something terrible goes wrong to get to yell and scream with each other for a little bit and be and work through it like it's such a beautiful thing to like share your dreams with other people and it helps you with realizing that like it's not yours to begin with and like from day one inviting somebody into that dream I think has been I just think that if it wouldn't have been the two of us, like delight would have, it wouldn't have happened because mm-hmm. we probably would have given up long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the most challenging thing and the most important thing. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Okay. Um, so, um, a couple last questions. So I know that, um, for the college girls who are listening, who want to get involved in the delight chapter, where can they find out about delight and find out if there's a chapter on their campus? And if there's not, what do they do? Okay. Well, you can find out more about Delight at www.delightministries.com or, of course, our Instagram, maybe Twitter. Not much on there. We're not on Twitter much. I would, oh my gosh, me either. Yeah. I would <laughs> yeah. try the website or Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Instagram is Delight Ministries. Delight Ministries. Um, yeah. And if you want to start, if you... If you want to see if there's a delight chapter on your campus, you can find that on our website as well as start one there. So if there isn't one on your university, you can fill out a form online and we will be in contact with you so fast. Yeah. You'll get an email from Ken's within an hour. That's how excited I'll be. (laughs) Uh, For any University of Colorado girls out there, there is not a chapter there and I think there should be. Yes. Shout yes. out to all the yes. Yes. Let's get that. Starting Start a delight nicely. chapter, 
honestly, like, we might be a little biased, but it's <laughs> probably, like, the coolest thing you can do in college. I mean, talk about, like, being show up and intentional and, like, all those things that you want for, you know, you want to grow with your relationship with the Lord, you want to build community, here's a way. So it's just a really, like, cool tool, I think, for people that, you know, maybe you've been listening and you're like, oh, I want all those things. Go to our website, read about it, um, and even if you're not 100% sure, reach out. Like We'd love to talk, chat with you about the process or anything like that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like for any girls who are listening that are like, uh, hi, why don't you have this for adults? Um, I feel like um, a small group is similar. So if you're yeah. not in college anymore, like trying small groups and trying them until you find a really good one. Or like, if you want to start kind of a community like that, email me and we can talk about it and we'll figure out how to do it together. But yeah, um, definitely. Because the the principles are the same. It's, um, and yeah, maybe we'll just have to start like post-grad to like. Seriously. I know. (laughs) It's so true. Oh, okay. Okay. So I have, um, three kind of last questions that I've been asking everybody. So tell me you guys, um, what is God teaching you these days? We're kind of switching gears a little. Yeah, <laughs> serious, yeah, stuff. serious, serious stuff. So for me, um, I've shared this with a couple of people. Like, I feel like lately I've been really good at doing all the things of like hearing what other people have to say about Jesus and like reading the books and listening to the podcasts and going to the conferences and doing all the things. But I feel like what God's really been wanting to tell me lately is like that's all good and great, but like I really just like want to talk to you and I just want to sit with you. And so I think for me, I've one have been really focusing on a season of like hearing directly from the Lord, like his voice in its purest form. And that's like in the word and prayer. And, um, I feel like so often I, I think I was kind of afraid to really hear God's voice clearly because I was so afraid he was going to tell me to like quit this or to start doing this or like kind of take things from me. But I've found like when I sit with the Lord, like all he's like telling me is just like these really beautiful, like um, indicative things, just saying like, hey, I love you. And like, you don't have to do that for me to like to earn my love. And like, you don't have to do that for me to like continue to work in your life or any of these things. And so like for anybody that is maybe just like hasn't been hearing from the Lord lately and they're kind of afraid to like, just like for my own experience over the last couple of months, like it has been the most life-giving and just like awesome thing. And I've had to really carve out space for it and be super intentional about it. But it's been like so worth it at the same time. Oh, you're speaking my language. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Ken's? Um, <clears throat> I think the Lord recently has been teaching me how to share Jesus with people who don't know him. Um, I'm like just in my life, I'm surrounded by a lot of people who don't know the Lord and I'm really easy. It's easy for me to just go with the flow and like have fun and, um, try to relate with them, but never really speak to them about the Lord. And so he's teaching me a lot recently. I actually had a really cool, like breakthrough moment with my roommate recently who doesn't know the Lord. And that really, um, encouraged me to be a little bit more bold about, um, my faith in evangelism in my life and just asking the Lord how to talk to those people and be more intentional about it. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. I love that. Um, okay. So for each of you, what's something sort of random that has been bringing you joy lately? Ooh, something random. <laughs> um, so many things. I immediately thought of food, but I feel like I need to 
didn't go beyond that. That's my easy answer. I immediately answer. thought of boys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's amazing. That's awesome. No, well, I, but that's not it. I know it can't be that. Okay, I'm gonna give you a second. I'll tell you mine. Okay. Yeah, okay, go. I was just gonna That's say amazing. my um my brother, my oldest brother. I'm the youngest of four kids. My oldest brother moved here in August, and it's like the best thing ever. Um, it's really fun just to have him here and like kind of get to like introduce him into my life. Every Sunday we go to Starbucks together and read and talk. I always laugh because he's like so not a morning person. So every time we go, like the first hour you sit there and like you really just read. Like he doesn't talk to me (laughs) every time. Mm -hmm. But then like about an hour Mm -hmm. later, he puts down his book and then we just have like the best conversations. And it's like so funny because it's like literally routine. I can predict what's going to happen every week. Mm -hmm. But it's been just so fun. Like it's such a sweet time. I know I'm going to look back on this time in life and just be like, oh remember those times when like Chase was here in Nashville with me so it's been the best that's so special I love that so hers was about boys actually. yeah boys so, uh, if you want to go out was talking about was my brother you yeah know, my yeah, cousins yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 all right so it's kidding I'm just she's kidding like, I that's not the really real one. cute guy and he's awesome no, no so I mean that's totally allowed no no <laughs> didn't happen um but uh mine would probably just be like friends mm-hmm. uh is friends for me uh, is brings me most joy I think in my life right now and um, I just recently had like a, ma- a marathon I don't know if you say that but of people coming to visit me yeah just now have my bed to myself so that's amazing <laughs> but it's been fun it's been yeah fun. oh I love that oh that's so good um okay last question I'd love to hear from each of you who is a woman who's inspiring you guys lately cool okay um So mine is, like, I was obsessed with her when I was younger, and I, like, Mm -hmm. recently re, like, rekindled. It's not obsession, but I just love her. Yeah. Okay, so when I was younger, I loved Brooke Frazier. Brooke Frazier, like, Hillsong Worship, like, has had her own music. Like, in all throughout middle school, I had, like, this blue binder in her face was on the front of the binder. Like, that's how much I loved her. Like, and nobody knew who she was, like, in middle school. Yeah. Know? I just loved her. I'm like, I, I'm trying to think of who I had on my binder. I mean, Justin Timberlake was on my binder for, like, a zillion years, but yeah. definitely wasn't Brooke yeah. Lighter, in yeah. So, yeah, so now she's, uh, she's married now, so she's Brooke Lighterwood, I think is, like, her okay. name. But she, I just was at a conference we were at, and I was, like, just, like, the way she leads worship, number one, is incredible, but number two, like, I just think... She is so in touch with, like, the Holy Spirit in her life. Like, it's just so clear, like, when she speaks and everything. And so, like, she's a great follow on Instagram. And just, like, I don't know if you see her. If you have the chance to go, like, hear her, you know, be a part of any worship she's leading, like, I would say do it. Because she's, like, my, like, inspiration right now. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I can't wait to go, like, check out her music. Yes. Get on. I actually was going to say a worship leader, too. Get on. Stephanie Gretzinger. I think that's how you pronounce her last mm-hmm. name. She's like my favorite. Um, you know, I wish I was more of a reader. I try to be. Mm-hmm. I'm learning to be. But the first thing that co- pops up into my mind is like leading worship leaders. And she's incredible too. Yeah, she's she um, a part of Bethel yeah. and is awesome, writes amazing songs. I love to play her song as I'm falling asleep. I love, I love that. Cute. I love that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You guys. 
Thank you so much for being here. This is Thank so fun. Thank you for having us. I just adore y'all. And um, for all of you guys who don't follow Delight yet, go follow them. And if you're in college or going to be in college or have a sister who's going to college or whatever, like if I could go back to college, I totally like would have been the pioneer member of Delight <laughs> at the University of Colorado. So someone get on that. But yes. you guys check them out. And you guys, thank you for being here. Thank you. Best thank girls you. night ever. Woo! <laughs> guys, aren't they amazing? I seriously have a page full of notes from our conversation. When Max said, be a show up kind of person, I got goosebumps and it was all I could do not to just cheer right there on the spot. I'm going to be saying that forever. One thing I wanted to mention quickly is that I know we talked about lots of fun things in today's episode, and so if you want to find the links to any of those things, all you have to do is go to my website. It's stephaniemaywilson.com, and for every episode, we'll have a blog post with the show notes. All of the links will be there for everything we talked about, all the information about Delight, how to get involved, and I'll also include links to both Mac and Kenza's Instagrams so that y'all can follow them and so y'all can be friends. Guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I cannot tell you how much it means to me to have you here at Girls' Night. Before you go, I would love it if you would take a second to do two quick things. The first is to subscribe. Subscribing to the podcast is the very best way to make sure you never miss an episode. It's also a way easier way to listen because it's a way of bookmarking the podcast. You don't have to go looking for it again. Your app will just automatically download the next episode once a new one's released. The other thing is that it would mean so much to me if you would take a second to leave a rating and a review for the podcast. The way that iTunes knows to suggest the podcast to new people is by the ratings and the reviews. That's how we invite new friends to our girls' night. So would you do me a huge favor and just take a second to leave a rating and a quick comment about how you like the podcast so far? It would really, really help us get started. And thank you to all of you who have left such sweet comments already. I cannot tell you how much that means to me. Okay, friends, I cannot believe I'm saying this already, but next week's episode is our season one finale. I cannot believe we've reached the end already. But there are two things that make the end not quite so sad. The first is, and I feel like I need a drum roll here, but here we go. We are already hard at work on season two of Girls' Night with Stephanie Mae Wilson. I've been having way too much fun with this to stop now, so we'll be taking a break over the holidays, but we'll be back for season two in January. The other thing that makes the end not quite so sad is that I am in love with our season one finale episode. It is the ultimate Girls' Night topic, and I know you guys are going to love our conversation. So next week, you're going to get to hear from one of my favorite friends, Hannah Seymour, and we're going to be talking all about, get ready for it, sex. You guys, sex is such an important part of our marriages, and it's something we rarely talk about. But Hannah talks about it. She does. She actually makes a point of asking her married friends about how sex is going because nobody else asks. And I'm so glad she does because we need the chance to talk about it. We need the chance to ask questions, to figure it out in community, to get advice and encouragement from girls who love Jesus and love their husbands and who are figuring this out too. And that's exactly what this episode is going to be all about. We're going to be talking through questions like, what if you don't want to have sex as much as you thought you would? Or what if your husband doesn't want to have sex as much as you thought he would? What do you do if sex is awkward? What if it hurts? How do you get better at it? How do you get yourself in the mood? How often should you be having sex? And so much more. I'm telling you, this is Girls' Night to the Max. Hannah and I have been talking through these things in our own lives and in our own friendships and our own friendship with each other. And I know this conversation has been so healing and so helpful and so encouraging for so many of us. And I know it will be for you too. I'm so excited to share this episode with you friends, but until then, thank you so much for joining us for Girls' Night, and I'll see you next week.